the not E3 episode. Speaking of uh, existential nightmares, I don't know. That's probably too dramatic. Um, do we have to do our obligatory like uh, grimace shake joke here? Have you had it? No, I haven't. I, okay, I have. Um, out, out of my curiosity and uh, disregard for my own personal health and safety, I, I had to try one just to kind of see... Just, I don't know, like, marketing gets me. Like, if they market something like that, and, and they're hitting up Twitter, and it's Grimace running the Twitter, like, I'm immediately intrigued. So, I, I did try it. it. It's interesting. You know what, though? I don't I don't know how I feel about uh, viral trends as far as the meme variety that immediately get the machine behind it. Like, I... <laughs> It, is it is it fucked of me? Is it like I'm I'm stuck up, or maybe I'm am I a boomer uh, to assume that fucking the moment it's backed by the machine, I'm over it? Do you get mad about what the the imagery and the things they put on beer cans? No, then you're no. fine. Oh, you're, 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 fine. You're, 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 then you're okay for now. To check you're my okay. pulse real quick. You're okay good. for now. Okay, good, mm. good. Um, but I digress. Uh. I don't know, man. Uh, I think there's... <laughs> it's it's actually a pretty good shake. It's actually better than the Shamrock Shake, if I have to be honest. Yeah, haven't tried that, but I have tried the new Coke XP flavor. Ah, which... the League of Legends one, right? Yeah. It, to yeah. me, it just felt like they dissolved runts inside of a Coke. Right, right. Like, the whole thing, including banana for whatever reason. Oh, the worst runt. That artificial yeah. like banana candy flavor. Oh, oh dude, that's goodness. the oh, best yeah. runt. What's wrong with you? Here's the thing. It's the best runt, but it's the worst banana flavor. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, thank you. I'm just yeah. Clarify. Yeah, right. right. Take it. Um, but I kind of wanted to segue real quick because I I posed to you gentlemen a challenge, and I I never thought in the year of. Uh, our Lord and Savior Iwata Miyamoto Kojima-san, um, that in, like the, the in 2023, <laughs> yeah, just like the trifecta, like uh, uh, the Hydra of sorts. Okay. Um, I never thought in the year 2023 that of all the things, of all the ways to kick off like a, a big marketing push, that we would be blessed with a fucking Game Boy Color game. Mm, and a pretty dope one at that mm -hmm. and it's just so bizarre to me and i'll talk more about it because that's one of the games i've been fucking around with and playing um it's just it is bananas to me that you you hire on like a team of devs to work on what's ostensibly supposed to be like some kitschy flash game right. that like just just a website you go to to fuck around and play and they take it the extra step and they're like you know what we're going to embed a game boy color emulator into this fucking website it is no mere flash game and immediately i don't know what it is the wizards the gremlins of the retro gaming community just yes. fucking call out uh, this, this is no flash game mm -hmm. and within hours fucking mind and ready for everybody's uh hardware and fpga devices alike or or emulators getting down on this fucking like 60 year old dead ass marketing character this mascot that like i i i the the who of gen z in terms of fucking 
uh, McDonald's. And I, I, I thought he was bringing like the Fry Kids and everybody else, but I've noticed he's only brought Birdie and the Hamburglar. So McDonald's did something similar last summer with a Happy Meal for adults. And you got these like plastic figures, kind of like a like a like a vinyl figure kind of a thing. Oh but they're, yeah, I totally but, forgot but, about but, that. But they are like super like very hollow plastic. But uh, you better believe I went to McDonald's way too much with my kids, and and it was in the hopes that I'd get all four of those. Um, and and it was like I had to like basically like bribe my kids to go to McDonald's with me, so I didn't go by myself. And I was like, I'll get you a Happy Meal. I'm getting one for myself. This is not something we're going to do often. This is a a one and done thing until I get all of them, and then we're not doing this. But yeah, I had to barter my kids into getting me to go and get Happy Meals. Did Did you see what they got in China? No. So they got a Tetris little handheld that's shaped like a nugget. <sighs> don't, don't tell Ed. Yeah, he, Ed would he'll be, be all over that. He'd be all over that. They are that's all so- over eBay right now. I'm kind of tempted. I I would probably grab one. Yeah, if if it wasn't too expensive. Yeah. Like thirty bucks. Yeah. You know what, dude? I I if we're resurrecting more fucking McDonald's lore, like I want <laughs> the Transformer deals. No, I want well that, but I want Mac tonight mm. uh to lead like a persona esque fucking RPG adventure. I'd play the shit out of that, man. You I would play me? the fuck out of that. You're that Mac amazing. tonight <laughs> trying to usurp Ronald from his fucking throne. I, I'm all over it. Like any RPG where you fight God, but with McDonald's, sure. all over it. I like it a lot. You have I, support characters that are different, like characters from McDonald's lore, like really There's ones. no way this formula could lose. Like, name a bad oh, McDonald's yeah. game. <laughs> name one. one bad McDonald's I game. I don't know any of them, but I don't know a bad one. <laughs> uh, fucking the, I don't remember the exact name. Mac and Mike or Mick and Mac. Uh, global defenders or gladiators, something to that effect. They also had an NES game. Uh, the best, uh, treasure developed Genesis game, Ronald McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's not a single, and dude, in Grimace's birthday, there's not a single bad fucking McDonald's video game. They're doing something right, man. I mean, like I said, viral marketing can be a beneficial thing, I guess, in, in some respects. Yeah, it just depends. Well, speaking of marketing, this would be the uh, quote-unquote not E3 episode uh, because as as we've talked about in our post-mortem look or overview of uh, E3, uh, this year the giant uh, trade show that is the Electronic Entertainment Expo uh, was not with us. And in its place, we got... Uh, Jeff Keighley's little narcissistic ceremony of pageantry, the uh, motherfucker, and then everybody else just kind of, you know, riding the wave of that and just getting their trailers out there. And um, Nick Cage, so there's the obligatory celebrity cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes about as much sense as Al Pacino, so who knows? Uh, well, he's but, doing uh, the Dead by Daylight thing, right? right yeah, right. yeah. I mean, that, okay. At least, fair enough. Some tie fair in. Enough. But like uh, you're not going against him, like he's not a boss character. He's like a character that you play as. Mm-hmm. Just seems like a really missed opportunity there. But you know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, uh, episode 147, and we brought a friend. So hope you enjoy.
right, everyone. So uh, let's go ahead and get some introductions out of the way. Let's go ahead and put our our lovely guests in the hot seat and uh, have him introduce himself. And uh, and thank you also for coming aboard. I don't think you knew what you signed up for, but we appreciate it nonetheless. Oh, no. It's always interesting to do something new and fun. Uh, my name is John Unterseer. I actually work for Microsoft, but sadly not in the Xbox portion. It's in the Office 365 side of the house, helping out customers with uh, getting set up for Office 365 and, and use the applications within there. Power apps and things like that is my main specialty. But I am also an avid collector of video games. And like George, I uh, love the original hardware, so I collect a lot of consoles. I'm up over 200 uh, individual consoles at this point. Ooh, boy. Yep. When uh, I needed to get rid of my Pladia to kind of get some money to the side, I think John was the only the only taker. <laughs> that knew I was what like, it was. Yeah. <laughs> One I don't have. Check the box. Wow. That's impressive. And also, uh, I will say, uh, when I used to work in games retail, we used to have this Microsoft-like program for employees that sold Microsoft products. And you got really cool swag all the time. Like I have a bunch of Microsoft and like office related products. I used the same Microsoft like live cam for, I mean, a decade that I got off of that program. I was really sad to see it go. But yeah, that's a, it's a good yeah, gig made, right there. We made some solid hardware. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no complaints there. Uh, John also does something else. He's being real shy. Or did you want to save that for later on? Oh, we can go ahead and talk about that. Um, yeah. I... I co-host a show called Super RPG Friends. Uh, it's me, Frank, and Joey are the three main characters, so to speak. Uh, we play through old-school RPGs and do a little bit of MST3K for it, do voices uh. and jokes and bring on guests and have different people join us to experience the RPGs for the first time. Uh, right now we are doing Suikoden, which we are dubbing Swolkoden because for some of the redeems on Twitch, we're letting you guys make us lift weights. Ooh, doing like kettlebells, like what are we talking about here? So I've got some uh, dumbbells here. Uh-huh. Other people have brought various things. We've had some guests lift their animals. And for some sure. odd reason, two weeks in a row, we had individuals lifting a Vectrex instead of uh, weights. <laughs> well, it was just you... kind of amusing. Uh, I have a bunch of silly shit to lift. I have a bunch of championship uh, pro wrestling belts around me right now. I just got a new one that's 15 fucking pounds. Jeez. There you go. I, I thought it was 10 pounds of, like, was it 10 pounds of gold or 10 it's pounds not of... A, it's not an official repro. It's a more... The, that's my biggest complaint is the strap isn't entirely accurate as uh. far as the outlining. But no, man, I got some fucking Swarsky gems and the works. Oof, yeah. I saw that wall you set up. It looks pretty awesome in there. Yeah, I, I'm still working on some other stuff, but I realize I need to focus. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, I, I finally got the uh, word back that my Bally Astrocade took the S-Video kit successfully, and it's all working. Uh, so uh, dudes drilling some ports in the back. I know that may sound blasphemous, but I just I just need it to function and work in a in a modern like i just need to modernize it give it those quality yep. of life enhancements sure. um and and besides the bally astrocade is like the biggest fucking fraud of that entire generation uh every every goddamn game it has is just a pretty neat copycat uh the incredible wizard wizard of war muncher fucking pac-man like you name it uh <laughs> gunman 
is just outlaw. Like I could keep uh, going. Like 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 the uh, like a uh, bootleg kind of like version oh, yeah, of dude, games kind of. That's cool. It, it'd be it'd be a fine booty, but it's a it's a fucking booty ass booty console mm-hmm. um, that did not catch on, but still has. Uh, a lot of its perks and that fucking controller, that Second Amendment ass controller. <laughs> it's, oh, it's the, that's the one you send us. Okay, yeah. It's the we have video games at home console. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've and John has uh, politely, may maybe not wisely, but politely has invited me to come on. So I'm excited to do that in the uh coming weeks mm. uh I- i'm sorry excuse me next week so uh that'll be fun andrew yes what's hi. been going on with you bud not too much um we're i don't know just kind of taking it easy this summer i think it's been honestly going to a lot of the zoo the library my kids are getting into splatoon 3 pretty hot and heavy so like i'm trying to like ease their way into esports hoping they'll be like you know tournament level players and you know, play playing some big money matches hopefully soon. Uh oh dude. You yeah, gotta it's... put in that vicarious investment while you can. That's what children are for. I want them to uh-huh. be the gamer I never was, so I can live all my dreams through them and not have them resent me for it later in life. But we'll see how mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be like those pageant moms, but oh, instead yeah. you're just fucking or like or like football dads. <laughs> oh yeah. Like like varsity blues. Yeah, absolutely. Any sports. Yeah, that's parent. a cool middle. Mm-hmm. You gotta gotta meet it in the middle, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I'm doing, I, I've been working a bunch. I mean, that's kind of, that's been, that's been a story of the story of the, I don't know, man. It's been going for a minute though, sadly for you. Yeah. Well, we need a bunch of money for our trip. We're going to Japan in less than a month. Oh, wow. That's really soon. Nice. Yeah. Hey, that's Um, really cool though. But just to give you a clue of our mental state, um, Val has a bunch of house plants like all over the house and downstairs, which are great, but. She's watering and taking care of them, and she panics. She's just like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, "What?" And like, I, "Look at this mushroom!" And it it looked bizarre. It looked insane. And we we're like, "What is it?" And we were yeah. panicking. And she even uh, did a Google image search. And then slowly, it dawned on us how stupid and tired and like ridiculous we were. Was it one of your uh, mushrooms? Was it something you had eaten? No. Okay. Uh, it was a uh the nipple covers for your uh like a braless bra for oh. her. they just fell over topside onto the fucking soil uh oh. so and it's funny cuz she google image searched it and I'm like why why is it bringing me a bunch of like undergarment options like what is yeah. this it's like I'm I'm trying to find a mushroom and I, like google just straight up like bro yeah. like, the mach- so that I can say, gives you a I, I, I can say with absolute certainty, I would see that and have no idea what that is for a multitude of reasons. Uh, oh, most dude, of, I can... most, most of them being the obvious one. <laughs> yeah, it just looked like a straight, like just a really clean mushroom cap, <laughs> like just coming out of the dirt. That's amusing. But you didn't like oh. pick it up and see it was like a. Well, like eventually it did. Or, I'm just oh, okay. like, fuck, this is not a mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> this is a price tag. What am I doing? Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, you know, uh, so we'll we'll see we'll see how we fare. <laughs> as, well, yeah, I'm uh, hoping that everything's on. worth it because I think uh, that kind of trip would be absolutely wonderful. I'm sure yeah. you guys will have an amazing time. I'd go broken the... hard off there. Oh, for sure. Well, a good thing the yen. What, what, what's the yen conversion still? Is it still pretty? 
pretty good. Oh, the, still doing really the, well. The, the, yeah, the as good. far as how favorable it is towards U.S. dollar, for, pretty for favorable. Us. Good, good, okay. Yeah, like five five hundred there. Like just under five hundred is seven hundred there. Okay, gotcha. Uh, oh, sorry, five dollars there is about seven hundred yen there. So right. okay, yeah. And but dude, things are so go? goddamn cheap. Like uh, yeah. Tokyo Disneyland, which is uh, one of the things we're definitely doing. I think it was like just seventy bucks for both of us for like oh. a full day pass nice. for the works. Is is uh, is Universal up there have Mario uh, currently? Yeah, but it's in Osaka, and that's like ah. a lot of our trip. And dude, it sucks too because New Japan's going to be in Tokyo the week. Uh, it's not the G one, is it? Oh, the week. Yeah, it is. Oh my. Yeah, and you know what? Do you want to know how much front row tickets are for Tokyo like, Dome? Yes, I mean. I am terrified to think it'd be cheap. It's so cheap, dude. Uh, really? It's oh, two hundred fucking dollars. Wow, that's crazy. I dude. I just I bought tickets for AEW in August, and they're just floor seats, and they were one hundred and fifty bucks. And they're not even good floor seats; they're like in the corner. Yeah, it's yeah. it was it was just maddening. So no, we we're going with a nice, healthy budget. The goal. Sure. My goal is to try to come home with an X sixty eight thousand for under three hundred, but that's probably going to be impossible. So who knows? You'd have to hunt, I'm assuming, for it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Hunt and then kind of gauge like if I'm gonna get one that hasn't been refurbished in any way, shape, or form. Kind of gauge like what resources I have. Yeah. And then you, I, you got to hodgepodge like a bunch of fucking tomfoolery just to get mm-hmm. it to properly run. If you're not coming home with a monitor for it, which my mm-hmm. my yeah. sinister plan is to hook it up to the 20L5, but I'm gonna need an Extron Emotia downscaler just to clean mm-hmm. the signal, and then I need to do another pass through through a VGA to RGB, uh, and that being a SCART. And then through the SCART to a another transcoder for component, just so that way I can actually brighten the dim image that would still come out of it. And even then, it's it's probably still going to be fucky because even with like uh, the core for the Mister, it's still fucky with certain games. So I don't even know if I should, but it's like the one goddamn thing left, like the one last mm-hmm. Rolls Royce that I want to add to this stupid pile of useless garbage that is this uh, gaming setup. <laughs> It'd be a nice memento of your trip too, I think, if you were able to secure one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, but anyway. Uh, so what's on tap? We are gonna talk about our impressions of Summer Games Fest. There was a ton of shit that right. got announced uh, here and there. Some definitely uh, a nice little uh, curtain jerker to especially go ahead and uh, ponder about, uh, as well as. The Xbox Showcase, Nintendo Direct, uh, Wholesome uh, Showcase, the PlayStation one that took place prior to Summer Games Fest. There was quite a few different... uh, We won't be able to cover all of them, and we won't even do a thorough rundown. We're just going to talk about some of our favorites that we took away from essentially all the announcements. And, uh, I mean, I I also have to uh, interject that uh, the Nintendo, the big Nintendo event still hasn't happened. They're saving that for September, which is weird because they've already announced a lot of their holiday titles. Yeah, sure. there's a lot of good stuff already announced. Mm-hmm. So. And kind of out of the blue, too. Like, I wasn't expecting some of that stuff they announced. That just kind of, 
just happened, which is exciting because then you hear the hubbub. And you're like, wait, what's coming out? <laughs> and you go, and you're like, oh, whoa, okay. Like Super it, Mario RPG remake? Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, that, absolutely. That one hit me. That yep. one hit me too, and it made me so excited. Um, I love I love the discourse right after that because people that probably have no interest in games anymore were coming out of the woodwork. They're like, "Wait, what? What's coming out?" Like it's just like it just brought all these people right back, you know. I just wonder if they still have Kulex in there. I I imagine so because I see it's it's just so weird who retains the rights to it, and I'm sure like the working relationship between Square and uh, Nintendo is not as I mean we all know it it's for the most part like okay again there's a lot of stuff that's coming out from square uh simultaneously on all consoles or working specifically with nintendo given the popularity of the switch so i would not be surprised if square is actively also they even got the original composer back and who's working on rearrangements um but yeah there i imagine there's going to be a lot of quality of life enhancements that kind of already teased um, and some other stuff. I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely go into that and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but also, uh, just talk about what we've been playing. And uh, I've got quite a bit of a list that I've been able to squeeze in uh, mm-hmm. all the busy daytime work. So uh, without further ado, let's do it. Yep. John, it, if you were to kind of pick one game that really gave you the oohs and ahs uh, over some of the more recent announcements, what would that game be? Well, I whew, I got a couple on the list, but I think new Dragon Quest Monsters got me really excited. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've seen one of those, and I just love Dragon Quest games. So Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy are, are two of my big ones, and I loved the Monster series when i played it originally so and and help me out because i'm trying to remember wasn't mont or maybe i'm mistaking it with joker um isn't it a ds franchise that kind of had its own little spinoffs yeah i believe so mm-hmm. yeah I, I do remember joker but i remember it on the ds being awfully popular like yeah. in, in, in at the the GameStop i worked at like it was like one of those things it was kind of like uh when they did the sonic chronicles rpg it was just one of those things that you're like, I don't know what this is, but apparently everyone loves it. Like, it's just a DS game that just, like, was obscure to, like, a normal, like, DS owner. But for the people that were in the know, it was, like, revered. You know? Yeah, it goes all the way back to Game Boy Color. Uh, oh, I think wow. 98 with Dragon Warrior Monsters, mm-hmm. the original. Um, so I enjoyed playing those as See, well, because so there was bizarre. Tara's Adventure and, and another one. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the boy version. I've never played Monsters. And see, like, uh, the I thought the only Dragon Quest presents were the remakes of the first two on Game Boy Color. It, yeah. dude, it's so tricky with Dragon Warrior slash Dragon Quest, because mm-hmm. I, I've never... I mean, I've always enjoyed it, and I think my exposure to it more or less this comes through like 
really obscure one-off spinoffs like um, Dragon Quest Swords for the Wii. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rocket Slime for the DS. Also, oh yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so in like it's so bizarre because there was that really long period uh, between main entries, especially with nine. Uh, not being localized uh, until I, I don't even know if nine is still not localized and through I think they're like teased a, a, a remaster of it but I may be sorely mistaken it's unfortunate thought, franchise I don't stay on top of I thought nine they uh, did for what was it DS or yeah 10 10 is 10? the one I'm thinking of because well, that's the MMO okay MMO yes yeah, yes, right, yes. Right. okay and but in like in the in that one is okay yeah they remastered it for PlayStation 4 but it's still not it's still not localized here but no. there are mm-hmm. ways around still playing it if you create a Japanese account like uh I know um I yeah try from my life in gaming like got really into it and uh even like you know just from a gaijin uh role was able to get through for the most part fairly far especially like you know, I I don't know if it has like sophisticated auto translate like Final Fantasy Eleven. I imagine so, but uh, yeah, no, never really all that big on. Well, can you describe Dragon Quest monsters for me? Like, how does the gameplay work? It, it's a little like Pokemon, except you're collecting Dragon Quest monsters. Oh, dude, fuck it, on board. <laughs> Immediately on board. That reminds me of a uh, World of Final Fantasy, which yeah, did not yeah. catch on like it should have. I really mm. really enjoyed that. Was game. there a Wii version that was really? Well, well, re- like re- received. Is that what I'm thinking of, or like a Wii downloadable one, or is that Chronic? I- you know, what I'm talking about. There's a Wii one that came out late in its life. That was Final uh, Fantasy. What was that? Oh, uh, the My Life as a Dark Lord. But that was a Final Fantasy, was it? Yeah, that was Final it Fantasy. Was. That was really. Quest. Oh, okay. There was yeah. That also, was a that was a WiiWare title. Ah, okay. Crystal Bears and Echoes of Time. I think were the other two. Hmm. Yes. And then, as far as Dragon Quest, the only Dragon Quest game that I can think of that we got for the Wii, like the original Wii, the sword uh, was Swords. One. Yeah, and that one was dope as fuck. I still mm-hmm. like. It was. It was probably. It was a very early release and an excellent example of uh, the motion tech. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that is. I really enjoy that, and you know, it makes total sense because, like, I as unfamiliar as i am with dragon quest to an extent like it's bestiary is just fucking infamous it like everybody recognizes like like they can just identify what a dragon quest character is even if their exposure is as surface as dragon warrior from the nes it's that akira toriyama art that really Mm. sells it for a lot of people which actually led me to sandland which was one of the other ones That is that an original interest. property? Like that's not based on anything, right? It's based on the manga. Oh, it's a manga. Okay. Yes. I, I'm not familiar. Okay. It, it was uh, Akira Toriyama's first big manga after Dragon Ball Z. Ah. Okay. And it's very different. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but uh, it's really good. I remember, like, it came out around the time that uh, One Piece started getting localized. Like, if that gives you an indication, like, it's old. It's also really because, like. It has its fans, but it's nowhere near um, as big. But its premise is that you are a, a mutinous soldier from, like, a fascist government army 
uh, that has basically turned your back. You you went Benedict Arnold, and you're just trying to escape and do your own thing, and you come across the Prince of the Underworld, Beezlebub. Oh. Uh, and that looks like you'll be playing as him. But, like, if you saw the dude with, like, an older dude with a, like, mustache that looked like yeah. Mr. Satan had cancer. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's the, that that's, to me, I believe to be the main character. But a lot of the storytelling does take place from Beezlebub's uh, perspective. But it's just those two kind of roughing it and making the best of their situations with one another in the desert land. And that's Sandland. Which makes sense. It's going to be an open world game, but it looks fucking great. Yeah, it looks yeah. gorgeous. Absolutely. Um, anything else catch your eye? Oh, lots of things, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys take turns. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, hopefully there's Andrew. some things that we were thinking of that you were also thinking of. More than likely. Uh, well, so right off the bat, it's not Games Fest specifically. It's the Xbox Showcase. Is that okay? Yeah, dude, no, uh, fuck it. Where there's all, no chronological all, order to this. All summer announcements are fair game. Okay. Right off the bat, man. Persona 3 reload. I didn't know this was being like speculated. I didn't know this was like rumored. I didn't know this was leaked. So when they said it was an official thing coming out, I was ecstatic because I remember Persona 3 on PS2. I didn't have Fez. I didn't have like, you know, the PSP version, anything like that. But I just like Persona 3. Uh, I vividly remember playing that and liking it, and but I didn't really get my bearings about me until I played four. Um, but I loved three's characters. I loved the music, uh, the aesthetic, like everything about it. I absolutely loved. So now being a little bit more versed in the Persona games, to be able to go back to three and, and play this iteration of it, I'm completely like just so on board, so ready. Um, that right there was like my like. And there's a lot of other stuff I was really excited about, but that one in particular, like, really just gets me super excited about 2024, like 100%. I I haven't really got the chance to check out Persona 3 for PSP. I bought it, and it's something uh-huh. I want to, and I believe they even, like, it would, I forget the exact name for it, because it has a certain, like, a subtitle to it, but I think it also got released uh beyond PSP into like PlayStation 2 again just uh like it was a super late generation one. Right. So so there's 3 and then there was Fez. Fez. I think that's what I, I I think that was before the PSP version. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. I remember the PSP version was kind of a little bit more scaled down. Uh it didn't have all the features, but I think they include some additional story things. I think you played as a female character as well as yes. the male protagonist. I think I, Fez had like an extra mission or extra like story arc thing. I think uh, it was at that point where I kind of just shied away from Persona and realized uh-huh. that this probably isn't for me, only because I remember playing its original uh, iteration on PlayStation 2 that the dungeon crawling became, even, even if you were trying to set up to grind and kind of just uh, just smooth yourself out for, right. like, e- even mid-game, uh, just some of the hurdles involved with the enemy AI, like giving you all of these ailments to the point well, where like, and you're sick and you have to leave the dungeon. And that's yes. the thing about three that was difficult, but it was the only like barrier for me to like, really like enjoy it. So when four came out and they got rid of that, I played four all the way through. Like I loved it, but I have always had a soft spot in my heart for threes characters and its world. Um, mm-hmm. All the other things like, like all the, all the extra stuff, like I was really super into. I would, I would have loved to have fours gameplay in three's world. 
And if that's what we can possibly get with reload, I don't know if that's exactly what they're going for, but I think that would make the most sense is to get rid of the getting sick and getting tired aspect of the grind and just get rid of that. Just take, I mean, maybe include it if you want it, but don't make it like a necessity. Absolutely. Cause they get rid of that. Then I'm, I'm yeah, absolutely full, full, full tilt. Cause it's so funny. Cause, uh, and, and I was excited for that aspect of four, but I feel like fours like narrative pacing completely overpowers everything else in, in such a negative way that it's also turned me away because I, I, unless you are fucking captivating to like no extent, you're like some Martin Scorsese grade fucking storytelling. There's no excuse to literally be a walking simulator for 48 minutes and beyond in something that's intensively supposed to be like very player driven, like a turn-based RPG still fucking like really chaps my hide. Um, but I'm excited as well because maybe like with the quality of life enhancements like you mentioned, it'll it'll give me an opportunity to kind of just see what the fuss is about. Right, right. Yes. So um, if I've not played any of the personas, which one would you recommend? Uh, four, four golden four. specifically. Yeah, I, I think that it's the most uh like the combat's really fluid. Um, I and yet I, I gotta I like wait a while to get to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yes, but I think that. I don't know. Like I, I, I like that's turn based. I, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure what it's comparable to. Uh, have you messed with any of the Shin Megami Tensei games on like DS, like uh, Devils, Five. Devil Survivor? Or, oh, uh, Strange Journey. Yeah. Okay, then yeah. If you can do that and you can feel like pretty much at home with that, you'll have no problem with Persona. Yeah. Actually, actually, actually Strange Journey is phenomenal. I would love for them to rehash that one. Honestly. And I feel like didn't that also get announced and then just kind of got brushed aside I, I not that i'm swore. aware of they, they, they came out with um it's a, a persona 3 tactica i think it's like a tactics based persona game that they also announced alongside the reload or no maybe that's five it might be five tactica it might be a persona five that yes i believe game. it is five yeah right They're, so they announced that as well funny enough not to to sidetrack too much but did you? Did anyone see the announcement of some homebrew devs? I didn't catch exactly who they were, uh, but they're using the Final Fantasy Tactics engine to retell the story of Final Fantasy VI uh, as a tactics game, and which I, in my opinion, uh, is far more appropriate than what they like the original vision of Final Fantasy VI. That's actually like I'm super fucking stoked uh, to get in on that. Yeah, I would play uh, that. I, I would play the shit out of it, but like, I've always been like, six is fine. I think six is overrated. Um, and one of the biggest issues I have with six is the bad pacing and bloated cast of characters. Um, but I, I swear if you like slowed shit down to a tactics, uh, style of gameplay that it would really gel with like the narrative structure that, that you get in six. So uh, I am stoked to see that uh, as far as just mods or upcoming uh, stuff that's coming out in the retro or homebrew scene. Mm. I'll have to definitely include it in the show note. I'd, I really would like more people to get more eyes on it. Yeah, it sounds super interesting. I loved playing tactics and man, that intro every time. Right. All the assets, everything, it's all redone uh, to basically it looks as if Square took the Final Fantasy engine and then just shaped it around the world and setup of six. Huh. So, 
yeah, it looks it looks insane. And like the attention to detail, like new character portraits, completely new animations, completely like it, like the original dialogue with some other flourishes to again make it to where it really adapts to the new pacing of its tactics gameplay. Uh, I'll definitely have to uh, share with you guys, like you know, off the record, and definitely include it on the show notes. Right. Um, I, 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 as to not attract the ire of uh, Square Enix, hopefully. <laughs> I don't think Square. Really, there's only one like name that seven. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't touch seven. Probably, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I I imagine. I think that's the one that's off limits. But like, even then, I can't think of any recent fan developments that square shut down it, that, this is, that's strictly a nintendo thing okay all right i mean I, that's good I, that's i think the way it should be but you yeah. know you know how it goes um okay but yeah i i have yet to fuck with five but you know maybe... yeah same i i i i played started it and then just kind of bounced off and went back to four golden um <laughs> so speaking of persona five there's another game they announced from the persona five team uh, that was announced at the games uh, Xbox Game Showcase. That's uh, it's a very weird title. It's Metaphor Refantasio. Um, so it's got the Persona architecture kind of built into it, but it's this kind of new fantasy world. Kind of like a was a Shimigami Tensei. What was the one on Switch that just came out? Five. It was five. Okay, so um, that one like. It's kind of like that kind of, not that kind of world, but just like their, their take on like fantasy the same way they did post-apocalyptic, I think in that world. Um, mm-hmm. It looks bizarre, but like in a good way. And I'm just realizing when you said five, when I said Strange Journey, I was thinking of, it's a mainline Shin Megami Tensei game, but it's not five. Cause you're right. Five is the switch one. Oh. I don't know what Strange Journey was then. Strange Journey was. A Strange Wait. Journey is the one on DS that, like, uh, I believe it took place in space. Like, it was very right, sci-fi. right, yeah. and, but, and that is a numbered Shin Megami Tensei game. But I don't remember the number, but yeah, I, I fi- think it's four. It might be, and then five six. on Switch. So six. I just looked oh. up. Oh, wait, it's okay. six. This game is the sixth entry in the series. The one on Switch. Uh, the no, the Strange Journey on DS. Oh, weird. Okay, well. That throws off everything. This timeline's already getting fucked. Confusing. Um, <laughs> Confusing as hell. Yeah, well, it makes sense. But yeah, so so it looks interesting. Uh, I know that the team behind it like makes good stuff, so I will play it. Um, and I think the last thing that I was interested in... I mean, there's a lot of good stuff, right? Uh, I was really excited to see Mortal Kombat gameplay, just as the fighting game enthusiast and really into Mortal Kombat. I love 10, I love 11. Um, the new one looks fun. Like the tag based stuff looks really interesting. The um, I think they call it uh, it's not allies, cameo, but it's cameo, cameo with yeah. a K. The cameo system, like all that, sounds really fun. Sounds like it's gonna be a lot of craziness. Uh, the gameplay looks solid. Like I'm, I'm really on board, and I like that it's a reset because I know the story on Eleven kind of went all over the place. So to kind of reset it, um, and start over, but kind of like do some fun, new, interesting stuff is a really cool idea. Just like how Nine was kind of a reset for the series. Um, I think it's definitely going to be worthwhile. Uh, It makes me sad that we won't get a lot of other fighting games to reset. Like, I'd love Killer Instinct to come back, but I don't think Microsoft has any means of doing that. Um, Mm. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I'll I'll take Mortal Kombat. I think that one's going to be really cool. You know what's funny that I learned uh, that you – real quick, just a quick Mm -hmm. aside. Uh, Do you guys remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh, But not Mm – 
like I'm sure the property. I'm I'm more I'm referring to the PlayStation Two and Xbox game. No, no. I know so, about the movie and the show. That's it. Yep. So it was an action-based game that was like a really loose mix between Tomb Raider and Blood Rain, um, with Indiana Jones, uh, the new Dial of Destiny movie that's out. Uh, some people have been revisiting some of the offshoot games like in the Infernal Machine on 64, and then there's the Emperor's Tomb for the PlayStation 2, which works on the same engine. I learned that bits of that engine is used in fucking modern KI, oh, okay. which is insane to me. Yeah, it's a completely that. different game, but there's bits of code that still tie to those original uh, engines that is just it's fucking bananas to me. I just don't um, understand what part of it would actually be like similar. That seems very out of nowhere. That's a GDC postmortem that it's just begging to be told on stage. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, what what was the team behind that one again? Uh, uh, it, it starts Iron, with a C. Iron Galaxy. Well, Iron Galaxy. Iron Galaxy is the new uh, ah, studio, right? Because it was it was a joint thing between like Rare and Microsoft, and then there was Iron Helix. Maybe okay. I'm thinking, I don't know. It 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 it's already changed so many hands that yeah. like I can't even remember the original devs. Um, but I figured that that would be a fun aside. Um, That'd be let's interesting see. to look into. Yeah. Uh, some I'll, I'll go ahead and do a little shotgun list real quick. Cool. Uh, like a dragon, Gaiden. Uh, which bonkers because. They are doing two Yakuza games, though, correct? Yes. So okay. the way, and then and that's the other thing that both can, both confusing. <laughs> so Yakuza is officially being dropped from the localized title. It is going to retain uh, like a dragon. So right. it's going to be referred to as like a dragon for both the mainline entry. Uh, which is you know like what I just realized that's why they would drop Yakuza. I was sitting there, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, I see why they're doing it. Okay, continue. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, well, there's a lot of things too because sure. Um, I don't know. I personally loved uh seven. I loved Yakuza like a dragon a lot. I think Ichiban is an incredible character. Uh, but you know, and Val's impression, so to speak kind of really echoes Sega's approach, especially with uh, Nagasaka out of the picture. Um, I don't think they're entirely confident in Ichiban like taking the torch just yet, because while he's supposed to be the the new mainstay, main protagonist, uh, and Kiryu was supposed to be retired, uh, they've not only kind of just retconned some fucking, like, really impactful finales uh, by virtue of doing this Gaiden. Um, and there's a lot of folks, too, that it was a very mixed bag for fans and just other players alike on the turn-based system in an effort to kind of keep up with everything. I, I originally just assumed that Judgment would kind of just keep up the torch with the beat-em-up style open-world gameplay, whereas, you know, Like a Dragon officially is just going to keep the turn-based setup. That's what they're doing here. Uh, so like a Dragon Gaiden, which is kind of going to basically visit Kiryu in his post-6 uh, life leading up to his role in 8. Because he does, he is a part of 7, but briefly. 
So they're kind of trying to tie all the messiness that that fucking happened. Uh, and the, the beat-em-up gameplay is so fucking ridiculous now. I don't know what it was, but they were very impressed with Spider-Man. So, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So they're like, how do, how do we do this? How do we do this with our fucking gritty, no-nonsense, Japanese gangster-turned-cab-driver-turned-like-civilian-turned-fucking-wiped-from-all-official-government-records-like-recluse? What do we do? Just give him some cool, sweet tech like that. Mm-hmm. That fucking does Su- like, super stuff, shoo, super suits. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, all right. Uh, so I'm on board for it. I I think that it's so weird because when it was first teased, it was very just gritty, like just so serious and just so like really playing the melodrama of of Kiryu, like kind of taking a stage, so to speak, but also explaining his uh third departure from the goddamn series but then i i think they're like nah fuck it we're gonna get silly with this this is gonna be our uh nina williams and death by degrees we don't give a shit oh my uh, god what a what a reference my what goodness. a what a fucking deep cut right i so forgot that I existed <laughs> uh, i'm excited uh and it did like kind of again hint gameplay no official gameplay but it did kind of hint at it with uh or wait no i think there was gameplay either way he's got some sweet like neon web where he you know can go flip 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 but like i mean destiny tried doing that too and i don't think it went too well from what i'm hearing Uh, but you know what master chief did it and it was pretty cool that's all right so yeah yeah, like when in doubt throwing a grapple uh, which, sure. by the way, would make an excellent topic for another future. Episode. It's 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 a new bow and arrow, man. Like a, it's the new, it's the fucking new bow now. and arrow, indeed. It's a Zelda tactic. Yeah, the, oh, the hook sure. shot. <laughs> yeah, hook shot argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like a dragon, infinite wealth. We just got a really cheeky uh, intro of uh, Ichiban, just like lost and confused and naked on a beach this time. Which, like, I if they're gonna keep it as a running gag, sure. Like, where does he wake up naked next? Who knows? But fucking as as long as long as it's still the family long running friendly. Gag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like I, there's how how many phallic objects can we fucking like get just in the frame? Ask uh, Saints Row. Funny. Saints Row will let you know immediately. Yes. So hopefully Sega's uh Sega's making the rounds and uh and just talking to volition right now seeing like hey man that new saints row remake wasn't too hot huh maybe you guys come over here and uh, work on this for us that'd be great we we've got a hobo a ex-cop a ex-yakuza a reporter some other lady that you have to like run a noodle shop to fucking like it, we, we it got the sounds like works. the new saints row to me man it sounds legit there you go yeah um so uh to cap off uh i I, I feel like we could spend the entire episode just kind of dissecting Starfield. Um, you know, I is it is it funny that I just don't have any interest in it? I'll probably end up playing it on Games Pass, but I just don't have it in me to be I, interested in that. Uh, you know, I I think I. Do, I mean, I mean, but... I mean yeah, give give me give me the pitch, man. Like like what 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 is it going to be to bring someone like me into the fold? What what do you think it is? I think because I don't think I've played uh, a game quite like it since uh, Outer Worlds. And even then, I feel like Outer Worlds uh, was able to fix a lot of the jank Mm -hmm. that, like, I've just grown tired of. But wasn't that because because Outer Worlds condensed it? 
Was yes. that the whole point? Okay, that's yeah. exactly. Right, so right. now I'm just like, if I'm being pitched what I really loved out of Outer Worlds on a like significantly larger scale uh-huh. and done so on a technical level that won't impede or otherwise interfere with my overall enjoyment, yes. But I will say that scale is just so hit or miss because while I'm excited. I, I almost I feel such a sense of anxiety or dread like it, it really does like I don't know how you market a game like that to just feel so never ending and so large in scope. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, it, I feel at some point there needs to be a ceiling just for the sake of like I'm what, just, what's the, I'm just the, I'm, I'm, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the completionist in me is afraid of games that big. Of course, yeah, same, same. It, like, it's I want one hundred percent something, and the, if if it's or see that large, or, or, yeah, yeah of course. I don't want to miss out on anything. Yeah. I, I think this grows from when I was a kid. You know, not having a whole lot of money to spend on video games mm-hmm. meant that when you bought a game, you played the shit out of it. You because, play it all the time. You take the instruction right. manual with you to school and look it over. Absolutely. Yeah, and you're you're trying to get every ounce of entertainment possible out of that game. Try to find every secret, etc. You know, try to mm-hmm. fig- figure out how to bring back General Leo because that's the the rumor around school. You know, you you invest a crap ton of time clicking just randomly in some places, mm-hmm. but something as big as Starfield frightens me a little bit. In that, mm-hmm. when do I know how to stop? Right. If you have that mentality in you to play it like that, it's already kind of an uphill climb, right? Like mm-hmm. it's. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 I'm excited. It, I am, but I feel as though I think if it's done in just a way to where uh-huh. there's enough variety, like the, I, I, I had similar questions towards the scope of Cyberpunk, and man, going back to Cyberpunk, like uh-huh. after reinstalling it on the Series X, and mm-hmm. like just getting all of the like house cleaning that it didn't get at launch, mm-hmm. it it's absolutely refined it into what it was supposed to be. Right. Um, and I think they've done that with Starfield where they probably could have released it sooner, but are waiting until they think it's, it's, it's ready to go. Right. But that it's really, I, you have to imagine like the average attention span of a player mm. and what kind of investment they have. And like, I feel that, that that's a whole different discussion in and of itself. Uh, just because of like these large scale RPGs, but like the fact that regardless of whether or not the linearity seems limiting, that it, if you give something such a scale, like you're, you're just going to get lost in the madness of it. It's sometimes it's just too much. So, uh, I, I think that's a topic we could absolutely revisit. I, I was impressed, but that's where I, I just want to make sure that the tech is where it's supposed to be. And I'm just reserving all expectations in regard to that. And even then, just some of the, like, I don't, I don't need it to be 60 frames. Like, I just, I don't. Sure. I'm fine with it being 30 frames. If it means it's going to run at a, at a stable click and that the appearance of bugs, uh, on the game breaking variety or whether or not it's just minimal, it, it's just going to be that, just minimal. I'll be sad though because if you said that it's kind of taking what Outer Worlds did and and hopefully applying it to a bigger scale, I would just be really sad if they went and just like ate Obsidian's whole ass lunch, you know, like just like did what they did and then like just take it and make it their own thing because I think Obsidian especially needs with to the be, sequel being announced, 
Yeah, like Obsidian mm-hmm. did like the one thing I think for people like like you and I, John, like you know, to to play a game and not feel like you're missing out on something. Like they are making it, uh, you know, nice, compact experience so you can get everything out of it without fear of, you know, missing something or forgetting something. Like that, like Obsidian did a very good job, and they should be commended for that. Like if they they utilize that, which Bethesda has always been known for, like making huge ass worlds and huge ass games, like to condense it in a way to where you don't feel like you're missing out on something is, is a very hard feat to do nowadays. I mean, even then, like I, I I think that's honestly what the, it, it's the, it's the direction they need to go. Of course. I mean, absolutely. But it's the argument of investment over like, you know, quality Mm -hmm. over quantity and the time sink involved, which I, I still think is a really stupid fucking argument in like, especially with some of the recent examples we've gotten sure. in this generation. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think uh, other games that I'll I'll just go ahead and go over and we'll just cap off before we go into what's in your console proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebirth looks really promising. Definitely loved the lean into um, the two discs <laughs> and then the mm-hmm. fucking <laughs> tomfoolery involved with that. Uh if I may, has anybody like kind of made some significant progress in remake or played remake at all? Nope. Bought it. Nope. Haven't touched it. Same. I part of uh, me is like waiting till they're all out because I hate uh, watching movies uh, in that way. Like if there's three movies to a th- series, I, I kind of want to watch them all at once. I don't like waiting for the next okay. one. I'd love to just run through all of them in a row. So so. I, I'm trying to let me see if I can be as careful as I say this. Um, <laughs> I think there's it's so it's very much a retelling and there's at some point that you'll definitely get that vibe. And I'm excited because it does leave off in a cliffhanger. But if you really want to get the full experience, um, especially with whether or not you're familiar with just the original, and oh, how yeah. much you played it. I, I played the original to death. <laughs> then I will say this, that the remastering of Crisis Core being released uh, in a, you know, in a somewhat recent uh, window is no coincidence. Mm-hmm. So absolutely recommend that you also uh, invest into that. And I'm really excited to kind of see where they explore that. Um, but where where remake ends uh for rebirth to start i'm really just scratching my head at where the fuck is rebirth gonna end to where it it really leaves me thinking is the third game going to be like 25 percent of what we know and then a whole brand spanking new 75 percent or is a lot of that going to go into the meat of rebirth it's I don't know. It Are you guys familiar with 13 by chance? Yeah. I am only on the first one. I didn't do 132 or any of those. So, it it really remind cuz like as we're all aware, it's final hallway until you reach a yeah. certain point. I personally it's, really it, appreciate it's it. It's good once you get 20 hours into it. Yeah. It really <laughs> but, opens up. Hey, dude, after you like do what you can with Space Pope, you're done. You're you're really gonna get like that that sweet meat and potatoes, and then two, uh, thirteen two that is, was just like fuck it. Here are the meat and potatoes right now. 
And mm-hmm. I kind of feel as though uh, there's a more elegant transition, especially if you like kind of play the pseudo bridge, the pseudo sequel of the bridge that is Intergrade. Um, I'm really excited to like kind of finally get that that moment. And then I feel like a lot of people who may have just skipped on it. it it's the equivalent. You know how uh, Mass Effect 2 just hit it so big that most people just really settled for a choice-based synopsis of the first one, and then they just went right... Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like Rebirth will be, because there is a lot of glut. Uh, 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 Previously on? Wait, I'm sorry? Uh, Previously on? (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a nice little Twin Peaks recap. Um, (laughs) Fucking... Yeah, and then aside from that, Nintendo Direct really, really knocked me off my socks. I, I, I think I never would have imagined that my holiday season that I would be like enraptured with two brand new 2D games from both Mario and Sonic. Like Superstars mm-hmm. looks incredible. I cannot wait to get down on it. I really, really, really hope that it kind of retained from what I've seen from initial impressions. Uh, again, Christian Whitehead of uh, Sonic fa- Mania fame, as far as headcanon and Pagoda, I do not believe that they're involved. However, I, I believe based on their work with Mania and Origins that there's was a lot of uh, lessons imparted so hopefully or maybe they may be I don't know and they're keeping it a secret I, I would I don't know why uh, that would be a big seller for a lot of people who are kind of weary or leery but they're probably writing uh, writing that nice little wave of uh, that Sonic Origins afforded them post mania uh, but Super Mario Wonder motherfucking yeah. elephant man yeah, motherfucking uh, just weird wacky like surreal lsd mario i'm for Platform it i'm goodness. here for it yeah absolutely yeah i mean it just looks like it's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun um but yeah uh aside from that i think that was it uh have any of you guys got to fuck with the pikmin 4 demo by chance i downloaded it. i haven't played it yet but i my kids were asking about it. they've been showing like commercials for it already and they're like what's this i'm like oh don't you worry we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out together because <laughs> I, I i've not played the pikmin games personally um, uh, so I, I will certainly give this one a go because my kids are interested in it. The best way, just for my uh, the way I can best describe it, uh, are you familiar with Jet Set Radio? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. So remember in Jet Grind Radio for the Dreamcast, how like there was a sense of like frenetic pacing because of the time limit right. and the fact that the levels were really tightly designed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you get to Jet Set. And you have these huge ass worlds with barely any direction and no time limit. Oh, mm. so yeah. you're telling me there's no time limit? There's no time limit. Okay, you scared board. you scared me at the beginning okay. there, but now I'm back in. <laughs> I think Pikmin is one of those games that benefits from a time limit. Oh, okay. I'm not. I, I. It's weird, and like the demo, and that's another thing. The world is now huge, and it right. takes place from. Like, there has always been, like, not an, kind of like an isometric perspective, give or take. Like, it was a very pseudo, like, like not fish eye, but, like, there was a, um, like, a diorama, 
like perspective, so to speak, which kind of, you know, played to the, the, the clay sculpture look of Pikmin. But Pikmin 4 is completely third person to kind of give you, like, give the big ass levels, like, more of a large sense. And, like, I appreciate the freedom of exploration or whatnot, but, like, I kind of, like, the mic, like, Pikmin to me is kind of going about how you can take in the sites while still being able to micromanage. And when you take away the stress that comes with micromanaging your time, just so you can like get lost and just fuck around and doing things. I don't know. It kind of, kind of removes the vibe for me. And that's the demo kind of cinch that for me, but I'm mm. still going to give it a chance because I really, really enjoy it. I haven't played any of the Pikmin games, but I'd played like lemmings before. And that seems similar to me. Mm-hmm. Just from what I've seen in previews. Have you ever played uh, Overlord? No. Huh. That's a very obscure reference there, too, <laughs> man. You're, you're knocking them out of the park with these uh, these one-offs now. Bro, Overlord was just Pikmin for adults. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with yeah the, just the, like the sinister, Alan Wake is vibe. Luigi's Mansion for adults. Fucking okay. Overlord is that. All right, take it, take it easy now. Take it easy now. <laughs> uh, but anyway... That. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, I, I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Super Mario RPG, but I feel like that'd be relevant more into the next, uh, mm. next swing of things when we jump right into what's in your console. John, talk to me, buddy. You're in the All hot right. seat again. What What's is just now out of my console is Octopath 2. Because I'd been playing that for quite some time. Uh, fair amount of grinding for that last boss. That was a little on the brutal side for me. Because uh, I uh, I made a mistake early on uh, starting that game and stuck with like the same four party members for most of the game. Huh. Yeah. And I did not balance the growth well, so <laughs> ended I, up having I, to do a fair amount of grinding at the end there. I I felt like I got kind of pigeonholed like that in a similar situation with Bravely Default. Mm. But I I haven't played, I, I got like five hours into Octopath, and I believe once I got to the dancer character, um, I that's where I lost some steam with it, so that's as much exposure as I have thought. I believe Andrew is uh, also the one who dug real deep in Octopath. So, no, not Octopath, but Bravely. Now, which one's the first one on DS? Bravely Default? Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, the demo, I played like like 40 hours of the demo. And then the full game came out, and I think I put maybe 20 hours into it and then stopped. I just, I think when I get my, my hooks into a game that I really enjoy... And I play too much of like, like like a little snippet of it. I just overwhelm myself. I did the same thing with uh, Diablo. I played up to level twenty of the Diablo beta, got super super invested in it. Then the game came out, and I haven't really played too much of it since. Uh, I have Octopath. Um, I just I just I don't know. I just 
I feel like I play so much of a thing when they release a demo, I get super hardcore about it, and then the game actually does finally come out, and I just like spoiled myself, you know, like like I I, I overate on the demo. Yeah, for me. So I have problem. to ask. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead, John. I was gonna say for me the this for initial struggle was basically starting the game over eight times because that's how it feels to me because i'm like i'm starting this game for this first character i'm starting the game again for this next character because i'm starting at a low level and having to start build up again and getting through all eight it it doesn't um but i feel like i feel like you're you're, you're, you're running and you're running through all the paces again Yes, you're running through that, all the, the yeah, beginning sure. paces of getting equipment and grinding up some money to buy some armor. You know, that kind of thing happens eight times. Once you're through that, I felt like the story really started to fill out. And it, that's, it was that's, off, that's awfully tedious, though, to have to do that so many times. I can imagine. Agreed. Yeah, sure. So that, that was my struggle with it, was getting past the intros for each character. But mm-hmm. once that happened, uh, they, they got me hooked back in with the stories. Right. That's so bizarre. I thought that was just done for like the initial cast, and then it, like after you hit, like you know, kind of just walk you through, and then once you kind of reach more of a a faster tempo, that the cadence would pick up, and they would introduce you like in groups. Maybe I, that's my assumption. Again, like I, I felt that tedium after getting through it with the second character, but to do that with each character, fuck, mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a struggle. Huh. Um, pulling that out, I got uh, my Play Asia copy because Square Enix sucks. Um, <laughs> fuck just having to pre-order bullshit. Uh, I got the Pixel remaster in my Switch oh, right my. now. Dude, how fucked are those two. collector's editions for those things? Like, I just it kills dude, me. I, I no, can't do CDs never. anymore. They take up no. too much space, and and making website exclusives. Anything. Oh, yeah. that's the worst. Yeah. It's mostly scalpers at this point. It, it really is. Yeah, you're right. It really kills me. No, no, I agree completely. I but don't yeah. even remember the last like collector's edition I bought because it's been so long. I just I just stopped. I uh I pre-ordered the uh Mortal Kombat one because mm-hmm. I have I have the core statue they did a scorpion for 10. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted mm-hmm. the Liu Kang one to match, but that's out, now that I'm out of the game. I'm not working at the you know the retail side of things because I was bad for collector's editions when I worked at GameStop. Oh, yeah. uh, now that now that I'm far removed from it, I can like not bite on every single collector's edition and like you know pre-order bonus that comes out in the world. But yeah, every once in a while I'll still splurge on one. But I, I I'm, I've gotten a lot better. I'm more interested in collector's editions consoles than games. Sure. Like I, I'm really sad that I had to order um, Final Fantasy 16 plates and a controller from Japan instead of being able to get them in the U.S. as a actual mm-hmm. set. I was hoping for a special edition console to come out. Oh, for like a PS5? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know they did the plates. That's actually kind of cool. They're, they're pretty dope. Yeah, you know it's Japan only, sadly. Oh. D- Bro, the the dash plates are the new 360 faceplate. Dude, I still have my 360 faceplates. Do you want an Eternal Sonata faceplate? I got, <laughs> I got you, dog. You want a Blue Dragon fucking faceplate? I right got here. you, man. Check it out. Look at this. Gears yeah, faceplate? Got... Saints Row? We got you. Say no more. <laughs> you, you want the dev faceplate that they handed out? <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, actually. <laughs> but no. 
Uh, cool. that, that one's staying in the collection, but yeah, no, I don't. I, blame, I, don't blame I love those kind of special edition consoles or anything Absolutely. from a contest or things like that. Um, Absolutely, my coolest at this point is um, the Devil May Cry Five console that they gave away. Whoa! Uh, there was you know they made weird? five of them. Jesus, that's so fucking dumb. <laughs> okay, if you don't ever do a cribs of like your systems. Like a video of that, I I would definitely watch that. John yeah, is actually remodeling his entire home. It's fascinating, and I I hope would you I would say so. Chronicling you, it for a blog, would, dude. You would need room for it. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I've got a video that I can share uh, with George that he can pass on to you. Um, okay, for, for sure. It was my my video tour of my old game room. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it's all in boxes it's wild. right now. Dude, it's it definitely got su- super impressive. Um, the only collectors are, well, the special edition console that I want that kind of fits into that, uh, description is the Panzer Dragoon Orta, uh, one for the original Xbox. Oh, that hey, is nice. sweet and one. expensive. Yeah, that, that, but that would be the only one. Aside from that, all of them to me have always been like weird and tacky. Never cared for the Pikachu Nintendo 64. Never cared for the, uh, Jesus, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of like big notable ones. The, uh, the Mountain Dragon Dude. Quest Switch. The drag. Oh, dude, it it's so weird because you see them the most with handhelds. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with the Switch, yeah, there's like goddamn near. I mean, they did do the Wii U, uh, Zelda one. Yeah, and I'm I think that's the only one. I think so, unless unless there was a console or a contest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking Club Nintendo. Um, but aside from that, uh, what else have you been playing aside from Octopath Traveler 2? Uh, like I said, I just popped in the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, and I'm working through mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 2 again. So, Having to remember so to learn keywords is killing me. Yeah, I started with the pain. <laughs> <laughs> right off the bat, man, just get it out of the way. I, I couldn't really, like, the Pixel Remaster is just the convenience of, like, playing them, like, all in one spot. I don't know what it is. I'm just like, eh. Like, if I want to play them, I can play them on the DS or the PSP, like, the, those original ones. And, like, I don't know. Uh, a lot of the originals, I think the only one I may revisit the most is 4 or 2 <laughs> for for us fucking uncultured swine. Um <laughs> And I think I'm one of three people on the planet that really enjoyed After Years. Uh, so okay, you can I make that go four. Back. Uh, I'm sorry. Which one? You, you can make years. that four people. <laughs> okay, oh, I enjoyed it. Okay. There you go. Hey, yeah, you're starting. You're you starting a low community. I like it. Yeah. Uh, three. There three are sla- dozens of us. <laughs> yeah. Th- three on DS slaps. I I'm sure everyone's already aware of that. But yeah, the last time I re- revisited that one was on the Ouya. And then I haven't really touched it since. Yeah, that one's dope. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I, I, I do take that back. I'm playing through seven again, but not really. I'm vicariously doing it uh, over Val's shoulder because uh, I did get it for for the Switch, the uh, the Steam HD remake. Uh, so seeing a lot of stuff kind of uh get some getting lost in the translation in terms of uh the level design of the overworld 
uh, did not carry over well with the uh, the upscale. So, a little wild. But it's still better for her than playing it on, like, an RGB uh, output on steer. Ooh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Chipotle. Fuck. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, the RGB output uh, CRT. Hmm. Everybody's grossed out now. I'm so sorry. Hey, man, I know, I, I, I'm just hungry for Chipotle now, damn it. You shouldn't have mentioned it. I, I'm i so happy because normally you and I do not see eye to eye when it comes to like culinary delights. Okay, <laughs> the, the one time it was cucumber lime and yeah, dude, like that's not a thing over here. You say cucumber lime to someone from the Midwest, they're they're gonna just like scoff at you. I'm sorry. This salt is and what vinegar just... chips. Paleo chips. My, my 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 wife loves those, and I despise them. All right, have you tried uh, voodoo chips? I have. Yes. Okay, those are. Uh, they I was gonna say. Vinegar, I thought you were gonna too. tell me they were salt and vinegar. I was gonna get like really mad at myself. <laughs> I was like, "What have I done?" I kind of wish you did, John. I so wish you did. I would, I would have went along with it too. They're salt and vinegar with seasoning. That's really all they are. Come on, man! Don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like ketchup, vinegar. Like everything mm-hmm. you love, vinegar. The shit that's holding your shirt together, vinegar. vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff that makes your car uh, go, vinegar. It's true, man. It, it, pour it in the like, tank. You'll be fine. Don't actually do that. Yeah. But as far as the, I, you know, it looks fine. Like, are, so for the most part, is is it just a, they're just quick and dirty ports of the uh, PSP uh, remasters, right? I believe but so. But that carried over to the other, uh, to all six main lines. I'd, I'd be curious to revisit five. Five was always pretty wild to me. Like, I just wish they'd include like, Bahamut Lagoon or something. You know, it's so weird too because it, it's funny you say that because I actually went back and played uh, Bahamut Lagoon for a bit just with the patch, and that game had such an allure with it being such a late generation uh, Super Famicom release and it looking fucking phenomenal, just absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful. Uh, it is it is just not aged well mechanically. It's, there, there's yeah. so many better tactics games. So I, I would hope it would kind of try to bring over like some other offshoot. Like Square has a fucking very deep well. There's like another game that I can't think of at this moment, and I'm sure I'll just scream it like Kelly Clarkson near the end of the show. I'm like, that's it, that's the game. <laughs> um, but I don't know. So Pixel Remaster, uh, Octopath Two. May I ask, uh, Octopath Two? Do you feel even though it's got that bizarre uh, set up with having to essentially rebuild the next character in the cast. Uh, do you feel it's a little easier to invest in than um, the original? I like them or both pretty equally. It, it feels like more of the same. Uh, okay. it, it's just a little bit more story in some cases. Some felt a little bit lighter, but uh, I feel like they're making progress. Um, maybe we'll see a three. I don't know. Okay. Anything else, sir? Uh, sadly, not a whole lot. With as you heard, you know, doing re- renovations on the house, so most of the mm. gaming stuff is packed up. So the switch is easy to easy to get to and use at the moment. Uh, at some point, I need to get a PS5. <laughs> oh, you haven't grabbed one yet? 
No, it was hard to get during the pandemic, and I've just kind of sure. been sitting and waiting and going, okay, they're going to release the special edition, or they're going to do a PS5 that. Pro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, that's what I want to go for. I got you. Because they're more readily available. Like, I I do not struggle to see them in stock anymore. Right, right. I agree. Yeah, but you got to get, get that clutch one, though, man. You got to get that good-looking one. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping the one that's... that's just shaped like Kratos, like that. It, it's just a physical. No, got Kratos on kid. one side slamming a god through it, you know, and popping out the other side, that kind of thing. All right, we Ooh. we don't have to get Etsy with it, but like, you know, <laughs> something to that effect. Yeah, I'm sure. Some I of those giveaway it. consoles look that way. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Um, Yo. Do you want to go last or do you want to go next? Let me go next, but I think I'll have one at the tail end of mine that you can kind of go right into, I would hope. There's two of them we can go into. Mm, maybe because mine, my last one's the wrestling game. What's the other one you're thinking of? Uh, the uh, the Japanese Game of Thrones game. Nope, didn't touch it. Really? So, all right. Nope, I'll be very I did. I, that I, I I did not touch it. So that is all you, my my friend. All right. Um. So just briefly before I get into the main one, uh, I messed around with the X Defiant beta since the last time we talked. Okay. Um, so I'm not big on shooters, right? Like I, I'll play them, but I'm very casual. I'm not competitive. The only shooter I feel like I can actually do a little bit of anything in nowadays is Halo because it's a dad shooter. Like I can't play the twitchy Call of Duty, you know, and or the uh, Battle Royale shooters. Yeah, it's where just, everything it, feels like it's moving on a swivel. Just not my forte at all. So Halo, I think, still has the... Like, I am, like, muscle-memoried from Halo 2 LAN parties to play Halo, and I can kind of feel like I'm doing some damage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you know, I, I don't mess with shooters that much. I, I get pretty, uh, I get pretty, you know, to the point where I'm just, like, really, like, uh, upset, and I'm, I'm mad, and I'm frustrated, and I say, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it's not fun. Mm-hmm. So, X, X Defiant is a uh, shooter from Ubisoft that utilizes their... Intellectual properties such as Splinter Cell, Division, Far Cry, and creates factions in this game that you can play a class as. Each class has specific abilities. There's one that's a healer. There's one that does like an area of effect fire. There's one that can do like jamming electronics. Um, And when it came out in an alpha state, I think last year, I messed with it. It was under NDA, so I couldn't talk about it at the time. And it was not great. Uh... Honestly, it was kind of just like very uninspired. It was a shooter that just didn't know what it wanted to be. I think it wanted to be Overwatch, right? So, wasn't a lot of confidence going into it. They kind of went back and rehashed some things. They, you know, they, they took a look at it and figured out what can we do. And they came back out early this year in a closed beta state, which was not under NDA, so you could play it, stream it, do whatever you want, and. They have now kind of repurposed it into basically what Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare online multiplayer used to be. Uh, It's a little bit of a slower pace. It's a little bit more uh, methodical in its timing. 
-hmm. It doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't auto-aim. So basically, if you are trained and conditioned to play Call of Duty 4 multiplayer like I was back in the early 2000s on the 360 era, mm -hmm. you, you might actually feel right at home with this. It's uh, it's surprisingly better than I would have expected it to be, and it just continues to give me a lot of confidence in it when it comes out. Um, I, I played a ton of it in the last closed beta uh, part of it and, and felt I was very decent amongst other players and it being free to play when it comes out having a pretty decent roadmap ahead of it i just i think if you're kind of put off by shooters nowadays and you feel like you don't have a place and you played like on the 360 like i did or you did land parties back in the day like i did it's it's something to keep your eye on uh it plays fairly well on pc i have a a decent computer but by no means is it like you know top of the line rig uh it plays perfectly fine on that like no problems uh, it's it's buttery smooth, and if you play on consoles, obviously you won't have a problem. And I don't know, it was it was very exciting to me because I think just like how Final Fantasy fourteen kind of had like the one point and it was not what people were expecting, and they went back and rehashed it. I think it's very rare for a game like this to go back to the drawing board, figure out what's going on, and then actually like repurpose the game and make it much better. Uh, so. Yeah, it's actually really exciting stuff. So if you're a shooter fan and you can't fit in with the current, like, you know, like <laughs> player base of most shooters the nowadays. existing climate. Yes, yes. It, it, it's pretty exciting stuff, man. I think it's I think it's just going back to like how shooters used to be. Like I used to be super into Halo and MLG. Like it was really something I was Time super spoilers, into. Dude. When yeah. are we going to get? Well, I mean, that wouldn't be that. But when are we going to get the Rabbids and Rayman? factions when are we gonna get i uh, would not I, I would not be surprised i mean there's definitely some ubisoft properties they have not incorporated yet they just had a uh thing in the beta if you unlocked it you could have it in the full game which is the watchdogs uh kind of like the jammers you know like hacking into electronics emps that kind of thing where is my prince of persia exclusive crossbow where? I'm sure. I'm sure if you get the uh, season pass, you will get you it, no problem. They got you. All right, they got you. Me. Do you, Do you want the Just Dance skin for your gun? Yeah. Then you 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 bet you better buy some of that currency for in game, my man. And, Bro. and and they'll hook you up no problem. Where I want that they, they they said Avatar class. Don't worry, it's coming. The roadmap is showing us that Avatar James Cameron. It's gonna be there. It's gonna be right there waiting for you. I want. Giancarlo Esposito and every other Far Cry villain. That's just the faction. I just want, like, I want the Spider-Man Sinister Six version. That's the one if you get our 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 Platinum Premium Pass. For only forty four ninety nine on Uplay. And you surprise, surprisingly, it costs V-Bucks. Surprisingly. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know what... I, know, so, I, I don't know, yeah. I don't like, know what the currency thing is, but yeah, apparently V-Bucks still gets you there. It's, it's weird. I, dude... Like if you can pay for like groceries at Costco with V Bucks, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it's coming, I'm sure. Just give it time. It's coming. Yeah, it was a little uh, bit. Yeah, but uh, then lastly, my thing. Uh, the other thing I played a bunch of was AEW Fight Forever. We and, can we can segue into that because I was actually yeah. playing that before we started recording. I yeah, <laughs> as well as well. Um, so you got it on the Xbox, I believe I saw. Yes, which I'm a little bummed because one of the big things it touted was Is. crossplay. And no crossplay. Right. Oh. So I got mine on Steam 
because Evil Uno was uh, playing an early build of it on his Steam Deck. And I thought, well, that's really good advertising right there. So clearly it's going to work on Steam Deck if they thought to give him an advanced copy on that platform. So I got on Steam so I could play it on Steam Deck. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's weird. They ask you at the very beginning if you want to link it with your Epic Games account. And I thought, it's not... Here's the thing. But here's the thing. I was like, wait, it's not on Epic Games. It's only on Steam right now. Mm -hmm. So that already tells me that, yes, you will be able to play with other PC gamers on Epic Game Store. So I believe that's a thing that's coming. But yeah, mm-hmm. they, they have no plans that I know of of cross-play with other consoles, which is, yeah, to be honest, like kind of a... Like in 2023, you can't give me the new game. It's cross-play with everything, man. Like that should have been out of the gate. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, disappointing for sure. I know CM Punk was uh, promoting a TurboGrafx-16 version. I so. saw that, and I love how he was like so not wanting to be there, <laughs> and he was so not wanting to promote that game. But he is a company man, and he will do what he is asked. Toe the line. And he also called people that are fans of Collision colliders. So yep, I, you know, I, I don't know if he's he, he is he, he he's he's punking us is what he's doing. Oh yeah, it's a it's a new thing he likes to do where he punks us, and and that's his that's his new thing. I. I shit you not, if there is one fucking, like, very talented, like, just dev who's got, like, all the architecture involved, because, like, that's one mod you don't really see a lot, or mods, unless they're, like, translation patches for, like, the Turbo Library. If somebody can get fucking, like, eyes on Battle Royale for the TurboGrafx-16 and just gussy it up with all the AEW bullshit, and then just be like, hey, here, punk. We got you. Like we got you, dude. We got yeah. you. <laughs> you said you wanted uh, it. I'd, I'd lose my ever-loving shit. Um, it, it'll probably just inspire a whole bunch of new wrestling signs that come up about TurboGrafx-16 games. It's just, like... Splatterhouse it, wasn't that good. I'd, fuck you. Splatterhouse is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, I, but, you know, it, if you get the FM Towns Marty version. No, it, it's that same equivalent where, like... uh. Mordecai and Rigby in 8-bit land for the 3DS. Uh, if you, if you're a big fan of regular show, you'll notice that the console they always play is the Master System, because that's what JG Quintel fucking grew up with. Mm. And the game is basically like, oh, I basically, did, like, my vision for the game when I was involved with Supervision was just like, what if, uh, Wonder Boy 3, the Dragon's Trap, and Psycho Fox had a dumpster baby? Because, mm-hmm. like, those are my fucking, those were the games that are glued into my Master System. And that's basically Mordecai and Rigby in 8-Bit Land. I want that same goddamn love and attention to Battle Royale. And, I don't know, get, get Darby in there, get Cassidy. Um, but, yes, tell me, how are you feeling about the game? I'm curious to hear your thoughts, like, gameplay-wise. I, I, I honestly think it is, it is still uh, very approachable. I think that some of the things they really focused on in the marketing are there and they're fun, but mm-hmm. I kind of like, I, I know that's their first game out. Right. And I think it's right. a very valiant effort to put a game out like that. It very much reminds me of the TNA impact game. There's some things here that I think are fun and original, but do I think it has the polish and the longevity? Um, not necessarily. I, but, but I do think that it's easy to pick up and play, which is what they wanted. They wanted the arcade yes. style feel of a no mercy style game. And, uh, no, I, I think it is fun. Um, 
I, I'm still uncovering and kind of figuring out a lot of the mechanics of the game that they don't really Same. like. Same that they tell do you. not it, like. They're yeah. Well, here's the thing, and you just like, come across I found it, it. You know, I found it so weird. It's my like. It was the same issue that I took up with control. Mm. If you so, I I stupidly went to Road to Elite because like that's the career mode, right? Right, right. So the in I I'm going with Punk because I got it. Okay. Uh, so I don't know if it started the same for you. Whether you went create a wrestler, I did not. Bat. So so all I've been doing is one v one stuff. I'm just learning the mechanics. Uh, I'm see. I'm I'm trying to gauge the difficulty of the. Mm-hmm other wrestlers i'm going against just to know the matchups like i need to know because i've been playing mostly kingston some malachi black like i, I am trying to play different characters before i i, I was originally just going to do kingston no matter what but mm-hmm. there is there is matchups it's yes. very like the, there is a meta there there are matchups that you have to be aware of there's certain but wrestlers there's... that get unique abilities like, like, like wardlow is insane in this game no he is he's broken War, 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 wardlow's yeah broken as hell um, uh, so, so I'm, I'm learning those currently while I play, but I've not gotten into like the, the really like, like Julie or the creator wrestler stuff. Yeah. Punk is also broken because okay. I think as far as the, uh, the window for like timing or reversal, uh, the involved frames I feel mm-hmm. are much larger than any other wrestler. If you like, like he's reversing shit, like he's Phoenix and yeah. like, I, I've, I'm coming to like learn, like I'm learning the reversal timing, but yes. just to give you an idea of like how rough the entry was. So Road to Elite has you, and I'm sure it's the same setup for everyone. Yeah. It has you debuting in a, ca- a casino battle royale at, um, uh, at all in as opposed to all out. Okay. So the mechanic of being able to switch your targeting between uh, other opponents, not explained at all. Very frustrating. I'm <laughs> right. just swinging until I hit someone and then locking camera on them. It's mm-hmm. not until, and like the game, and you know, it's fucking bizarre too, and it really shows the game's age. A lot of the nuances in like advanced maneuvers are either explained by William Regal or JR. Uh, yes. But, yeah, yes. but seeing William Regal just pop up and like him providing voiceover, I'm like, God damn, this game's been in development for a bit. And you're playing as Cody, who's been long since gone from the company. Yeah. Well, you have to buy Cody. Oh. Not with physical cash. He's right, in, in the menu. Ah, I see. Same as like Big Show and people like that, yeah? Yes. I um, see. Okay, okay. But like, it isn't until you start picking up on some of the established like storylines that they like repurpose for the career mode, mm-hmm. where you're put in a triple threat, and then like, and this is like three hours into the career mode they finally they then it. show you yeah, like and i had to yeah. fucking look that shit up i'm like how do you switch view uh i couldn't when my, my first match i was like how do you run man like i know you can do it i've played well, this game like, before how I do kinda, you run <laughs> I, I went into it just thinking it's gonna play like all the other aki uh developed now no it's very much its own like thing it, it's influenced by but not completely and, like I mean, one-to-one it's not one to one, but it's very, very similar. I think the most I, similar than any other game. Day of Reckoning. I, you know, I haven't Ooh. really fucked with Day of Reckoning. We played a ton of Day of Reckoning. I would say to me, the combat, everything is to me very reminiscent of Day of Reckoning. 100%. Um, but yeah, it took me a while to figure out, like, I kept thinking I had to hold, uh, right bumper to, uh, pick. Uh, opponents up but mm-hmm. like right bumper and grapple and i would just grapple them on the mat i'm like no i want to pick them up not realizing you just pick up or you just push right bumper 
yeah. you have to do it in a sort like the the contextual sensitivity of where you're at can get a little mm-hmm. frustrating. Right sure. now, uh, I just purchased FTR because like I had to have my boys. Of course. Um, and that's another thing that's really really irksome because the game and everything you can tell like there's a lot of uh, stuff that wasn't polished up mm-hmm. because. Um, like when you go to the character select, you can categorize them in certain ways. And one of the ways is established tag teams. They're not like FTR is not in that list, even if you have everything installed, but you, you have to individually pick them. And even then they're not recognized as a team, like everyone else. Uh, Also, uh, you can tell around the time this game was really picking up steam and development because the default champions are from like the yes. same champions from like three uh, three years ago. <laughs> yep, yep, this is true. Uh, uh, so, John, are you a wrestling guy at all? I am not, but you know, okay. fascinating to hear you guys talk about it. Okay, I, just want to make I, sure. I've seen yeah, it as I'll... a kid, but you know, it wasn't something I've yeah. continued to watch. Have, have you messed with the games at all or anything like that, or just kind of steer clear? Uh, generally steer clear. I think uh, uh-huh. the last wrestling games I played were on like Nintendo 64. And which which is very much what like these, this. and that's what it's <laughs> supposed to be, right? Like that's, I think that's the last time anyone has played a wrestling game, like, you know, in the grand, like, you know, like in the overall, like hierarchy of games, like people mess with the N64 ones and then fell off. I'm so, not big on the 2K games. Like there's something no, funny no. enough. I liked that TNA game. Yeah, me too. Me too. And yeah. I think that I, I think for a lot of people that come from 2K into this are going to feel very like out of place, but it's still very much its own thing. So even if you did play a lot of the Aki games or like the Def Jam games, stuff like that, like there there's hints of it there, but it's very much still its own thing that you had to kind of learn. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting game. Well, okay, and like I know what I'm about to say is going to sound really shitty, fanboy, Mark. Uh, nonsense, but like I genuinely feel this way. Uh, those WWE 2K games feels like if you like, let's make a wrestling game, but design it with the uh, user interface of like Quop. Like I fucking hate oh, the way yeah. it controls. I <laughs> hate. And, well, the- well, even like the reversal system is like very like like it's not like this where like it doesn't tell you necessarily how to reverse it but the pocket that you are given to reverse feels a little bit more uh lenient i think 2k is just it, it's uh, it's kind of a mess it does i feel like i it, like you, the you, you better offshoot. hit this key you better hit it right yeah i like the yeah. offshoot game like there was one that was for the wii uh that was just very arcadey and they I said think- that apparently that they think that some of those people came over and did this because there's a lot of like you could do like uh, after the match. You can do like a beat down or a congratulate. Like it's a lot of SmackDown yeah. versus Raw 07 stuff. Like you can in there. fuck with the pyro during the entrance. Very, very, very like cinematic kind of stuff you can do. Yeah, yeah. The story mode and the writing is fucking straight up out of pocket. Like some uh-huh. of the shit, it's just uh, the writing is either genius and super meta or fucking uh-huh. cringe and right. Uh, like I. I cannot wait until you get to Road to Elite. I think okay. one of my favorite touches is that when you're designing uh, or setting up like how you want to uh, facilitate your wrestler, you can choose whether they have a vegetarian or a, a non-vegetarian diet. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, bring it at home, vegetarian. Sure. And I'm learning a lot of things. I didn't think poutine could be vegetarian, uh, but fuck, it can. Yeah, uh, there you go. Yeah, the it was it was quite a while but yes no i am 
I was actually in the midst of taking the belts off of the Bucks with my boys because they deserve it. And right now, I am trying to figure out how to do a fucking tag team finisher. And it's uh, I kind of looked it up, and the process is a little ridiculous because there is a contextual window in where your partner can be in reach to mm-hmm. do it. And I and I and I just want to do a shatter machine. That's all I want to fucking do. <laughs> You'll get it, man. It's it's secret, like. Yeah, it's like the special tag team moves in, in No Mercy. It's probably the same goddamn thing. Like, No, it, like I think it's actually specific. smoother. Okay, um, okay, that's good. But the trick that like I looked up is do your signature, because most signatures are a submission, and mm-hmm. then that'll prompt your partner to enter the ring. And you can, because doing a signature mm-hmm. doesn't eliminate your momentum for a special, right. trigger the special, and then uh, grapple around. near your partner to do it. I mean, you still got to deal with the AI on whether or not they're going to interrupt or like, uh-huh. yeah, but I, I don't know. I have a paused game as we speak and I'll fuck with All it. Right. We'll, we'll get to that soon and y'all have to let me know how it goes. Uh, I will. Okay. So Final Fantasy 16. Essentially, the uh, long-winded intro of <laughs> fucking Persona Three, or no, excuse me, not Persona Three, Persona Four. Uh, I I think it takes about two hours to get Final Fantasy Sixteen going, but I I think the difference being is that you're very much involved with like the the cadence and kind of pacing you through uh, everything that it's doing. Uh, absolutely works to the advantage of teaching you its systems of going through. And I think, uh, John, have you fucked with uh, Street Fighter Six by chance? I have not yet. I'm not a big man. The last one I played really into was Killer Instinct back on the Super Nintendo. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Well, there's um, so with Street Fighter Six, and I promise you that there's a reason why I'm bringing it up. Uh, in Street Fighter Six, there is two different control schemes now to again kind of mm-hmm. encourage accessibility. Uh, with that being the classic scheme that relies on classic button commands and inputs, versus the modern scheme, which uh kind of simplifies them into very simplified, seamless uh commands involving like just you know, very singular linear strokes of the right uh, stick or uh, simple commands that just make pulling off a lot of the advanced uh, moves Oops, or easier. Yes. No more uh, half Final circles or quarter circles. No. If you do the modern, you can just do a, a stroke like a, like think of if you're familiar with Smash Brothers, kind of like mm-hmm. that with even less button input. Like it's oh, very, I don't, I'm not a fan of it, but I understand it has its place. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 has a very similar uh, approach, and it's weird because it's done in the form of an equipable item. Yeah. Uh, the evasion windows to the point where you can even get a quick time uh, pause uh, to mm-hmm. kind of evade is also done in the form of an equipable item. So, like the accessibility of its action-based combat uh, is very manageable, and depending on how much you kind of want it, in, 
and like even from the onset it'll choose whether or not like i you know i'm familiar with action games like i'm good or no i'm just strictly here for the story like please make a lot of the action sequences as bearable as possible even choosing the fact that i was familiar with an action setup um a lot of those equipable items kind of threw me off but it was very similar to the modern control scheme for street fighter 6 uh where like i was doing like stuff if you're familiar with like uh, character action games like ninja gaiden like final fantasy 16 can get that deep where you can do um uh rushes because you have the blessing of the phoenix and if you intersparse that with basic strikes, it, it can give you area like it can give you maneuvers for pop up. You can learn skills for pop up. It does get kind of messy. Um, like, for example, like a one of the first skills you learn is a downward uh, strike. But in order to do it, you have to jump up in the air and you would assume, OK, like push and hold the attack button. Right. No, you have to push the attack button and the jump button again simultaneously while in the air. Like so, there okay. there's some clumsy, uh, like moves involved that I'm not the biggest fan. But otherwise, it's super clean. Um, it's fun. I haven't gotten to the point where I can like comfortably grind, but mm. I'm really digging the story. But best fucking believe that everybody at Square Enix just sat down and they marathoned George Railroad Martin's fucking incestuous masterpiece <laughs> because holy shit, it is obnoxiously like the environment the pacing the weird like this is the most sexual i've ever seen final fantasy get yeah like that's weird too because i don't think they've ever really treaded that water have they no and like yeah. i have never heard them say fuck in a final fantasy game before like i have here uh what, 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 what what's the new one though that we always make fun of oh strangers of paradise okay they, they yes. don't say fucking that one either like, no they do like that's a, they do that's right that's very much a, that one but that, like, seems, that seems like a fuck game for sure yeah but like <laughs> there's okay on the fuck meter between like john uh-huh. mcclain uh-huh. to like uh the one fucking... time they could say it in a marvel movie yeah like the one time exactly so yeah. in that barometer uh-huh. I would say that uh, Strangers of Paradise is like Lethal Weapon Two. Like there, there's like maybe two or three sparsed in there. Okay. Um, but no, here it, it's some um, HBO Sopranos. Like this Whoa. is a like the flavor enhancement word of the day. Goodness. Um, but yeah, between it and it's just so weird because they all still have their very. Uh, traditional Japanese, like there, there's definitely a lot of Western influence in terms of the character design and setting. But no, what's it, the what's the ESRB on this one? I think it's M. Okay, okay, interesting, bro. Like at some point, like within the first huh. twenty minutes, uh, there, like one of the main female characters is getting pinned up against a wall, and it's very much like I could totally like do the thing with you right now, like. I, I'm about to make whoopee on your PlayStation 5 right oh fucking now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I'm like, I was not expecting them. I'm like, wow, they're really wearing this influence on their sleeve. I mean, I'm not a prude or anything. I'm just surprised it's coming from, I, you know, Square I just, Enix. I did not That's think all. it was leaned so deep into huh. it. And, like, the, the there's a lot of similar themes, like the, uh, the Jon Snow-esque bastardization okay. that befalls the main character. Uh, the way they, um, like go over the plights of different nations and like the over, like it, it's so weird because 
you see all these influences that are they're wearing on its sleeve, and then mm-hmm. there's a chocobo, and then there's a chocobo. <laughs> of course, there is. Yeah, but it's, it's like, but it's like a sexy chocobo. <laughs> exactly. Dude, it's like and the really, it's, it's it's like brooding, a brooding it's, chocobo. The violence as well. They absolutely also like. I don't. Are you guys familiar with Type Zero? A little bit, not much. Fakely. Yeah, but if you are like, do you recall like is that the card the, thing? The, it 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 was the PS Vita that got a. Yeah. It was a PS Vita entry that got a remaster. Yeah, yeah. Do you recall how violent it kind of got in some of its graphic portrayal? Uh-huh. It's like that, but like times three. Like yeah. it's bad, dude. Like w- dismemberment, and I'm like, this oh. is what. Like, this is a, whoa dude okay and then like yeah like you you rip limbs off and then like out of nowhere dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, okay. uh-huh yeah well uh, <laughs> but, okay. but sad it's like a sad trombone playing it yes <laughs> yeah um there yeah mm. there's definitely some you know press f to pay respects moments where i'm just Fair. like yeah dude uh but i'm really liking it i i, very... I i'm actually more sold on it now after it being described as such, mm-hmm. than I yeah, was when dude, I saw it's, it. It's, it's hmm. kind of jar. I would say, like, I think everybody really, like, still kind of, like, found themselves a little fatigued. Like, there was still some tedium with Final Fantasy XV. Like, right, it was right. very much, like, Nomura. Like, it was just more zippers under a, like, fucking, like, in a completely new way. Uh, a bro road trip, yeah. Yeah. But, so- like... This is 14's team doing it, though, is it not? Yeah. Okay. And the combat is fresh. I like the combat. Um, I personally, like, I don't know. There's some people that are just a little turned off that they haven't done turn-based. I'm like, you want turn-based, do remake. Sure. Mm -hmm. And, like, other stuff. But, like, in terms of, like, what it's doing, the only thing is, is I don't think I've hit that part of the game where I have a little bit more freedom to grind and do things um and like eh, i'm i'm still but you the, have you you had to pay the the toll man the final fantasy toll you have to pay that right but you get, as you far as hours and then you get it okay but in out of all the recent final fantasies that we've uh-huh. played in the last 15 years or so this is the one that gives you the most agency to make you feel like you are playing like you you are not a uh, observer you are very much a participant like there's okay. agency and i very much enjoyed it and i think it really sets it up like it, it has and i dare say like it while it does brazenly wear its influence on its sleeve i think it found a way to kind of spin it into a grassroots return to old final fantasy because there's a lot of nods to the job classes like one of the big first big boss fights is a dragoon knight and just the way they kind of do that within the the world theme that they're building it is just done so elegantly like i i'm very much enjoying 16 uh mm-hmm. there's been a lot of i think they're like and that's the one tricky thing and i can't speak on it from an educated place but as far as portrayal of people of color and women i I am seeing that there are some unfortunate um, mm-hmm. portrayals of women mm-hmm. in that are a little backwards, but I it's a, that's a really tricky thing to criticize because a you know I got to stay in my lane 
to an extent, but also want to do my part to bring attention and validate that criticism. And I very much am. I'm not what I'm about to say does not invalidate it in any way, shape or form. But I really feel like it's tricky when it's trying to emulate like what's art. Like this is also a world that's based on like arbitrary and backwards ass class systems and like just you know the fucking the medieval approach to royalty and what sort of uh, veneer that that class had over like the common citizen there's so many other backwards things it's really hard to like i don't i don't know how exactly one can like apply certain uh progressive like you know, it's that sounds like a cop out. It's difficult. I, I I think you can imply of what's going on, but like, are they showing more than they're implying when it comes to the, like, I think that that some so far, like I I wish there was a little bit more substance to okay. Like there there is one character that I feel like is still like hitting her, um, hitting her stride. In terms mm-hmm. of like development, but it's very tropey. At, okay. at for, but like, I want to, I want to engage with this character. And then again, like the like the tired tropes of using sex appeal as a weapon and a means to like advance themselves as a character for the sake of like being another character's motivation, that being a male, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. You get what I mean? Right. Um, it's a little bit of a bummer, especially when, like, you saw how, like, really cool they, like, the the good job that I believe they did that with 13. Like, I really liked Zaz. Uh, I yes. really, like, there is a, there are ways of doing that and incorporating representation, but still trying to tell, like, a story that involves impoverishment and tyranny and subjugation and, and like, just... Again, you're on your way to fight God. Uh, I don't know, but I'm really, really, really enjoying it. If I were to recommend, if you give, if you put 15 and 16 in each respective hand and you're like, I've never played Final Fantasy before and I think it's a bunch of hokey weeb shit, which one should I play? I'll hand you 16 three times over. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was thinking I might wait a while to get it, but I might need to, I think Elden Ring's the next on my list of things I need to play because I have not touched it. So I think it might go Elden Ring and then this, and that seems like a very fucked up list of games I'll be playing. But I think that's I think that's the direction we're going. I I think as far as because I know as far as, as the Soulsborne games, how much stress they give you. If you need a nice palate cleanser where you you feel maybe sprinkle this in maybe in between absolutely. sessions. Okay, one hundred and ten percent. I like it. Okay, I think that's the way to go. Uh, so I'm gonna shotgun the rest so that we can wrap up. Right. Uh, I played Grimace's birthday. Fuck yes, get this stupid ass game, and it's available on like I I will until it gets taken down by fucking McDonald's. I will show note the uh, archive.org link to download yeah. this goddamn ROM. You Play it however this, which. Damn it. Well, like it's so weird because it's a hybrid. I, all right, are you familiar with the Tony Hawk Pro Skater Game Boy Color games? No, they're actually pretty good. Like as okay. far as a portable adaption goes is it like uh, ollie ollie kind of yes okay all right all right but so, uh, yeah i'm there instead of it being like a linear like fucking point a to point b horizontal plane 
Uh, there, it is an explorable, like platforming stage. Okay. Um, yes, there's a is lot Grim, of grinding. Is, is, is Grimace on a skateboard? Yes, that's oh. a big like that's half the uh, game. All right, cool. So the other half is a platformer. It's very short. You can beat this game in forty minutes. Okay. Um, but it's very fun. There's a lot of replayability because of the high scores, and it's just stupid. And the the composition for the soundtrack has no goddamn business being as good as it is. This is the best chip tune. Wor- Music slaps. Like, it slaps, dude, but it slaps with the fucking McDonald's jingle. But like, imagine it doing so with like a a fucking like a really weird like downbeat electro house, and it's just, it's just it's so bizarre, and it's done all with like a Game Boy Color synthesizer to a very effective degree. I hate that. Like, I, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> if I could find this goddamn uh, soundtrack on Spotify, I, it, it's a playlist I'll save. It's <laughs> it's that stupid good. Um, Super Mario RPG, I'm replaying it, uh, just mm. kind of prepping myself. Uh, we're doing a really cool video feature that I can't yet talk about. I don't want to spoil the surprise, but this game and the upcoming remake is absolutely going to be involved with that feature and uh, really just kind of got lost uh, definitely over leveling and grinding, uh, kind of rediscovering my love for the timed hits. I told myself that before I die, I would love to fe- like feasibly try to get the super suit. I uh, don't think I ever will, especially since uh, I am playing it on a SNES Classic just because I, like uh, John, am currently renovating the game room and mm-hmm. I'm almost there. So I have very few things hooked up. Um, and the SNES, I, the only thing I've, permanently like that that's permanently set up and done is the uh mini console section in the back of the room they don't have this on the switch yet for the uh i was thinking and that's another thing too uh the timed hits uh Uh like i know i've always kind of like really talked shit on the latency of Mm -hmm. digital displays and whatnot but like Uh... i though after 13 successful jumps there's so much minutia dude in super Mm -hmm. mario rpg that's stupid Mm -hmm. uh But there's a special item that you can get in Super Mario RPG that's basically like a super-powered, overpowered equipment item. It's the super suit. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way to get it is to land 100 successful jumps yeah. uh, with the super jump or any of the adjacent uh, special moves with Mario. After 13 successful jumps, the window uh, in which you shrinks. have to... It shrinks to three frames per second. Oh, yeah. Which is like a milliseconds, and like every enemy's different, uh, and I've never been able to do it as a kid. I don't uh, know if I've ever met somebody like I. I think like tool assisted speed runs were the first time I found out about it. Right. right. Uh, aside from like my shitty Nintendo Power Strategy Guide, that's just like oh, it's I was there. gonna say, yeah, it's there. I mean, I mean, you can do it. Good luck, but you can do it. That was like dodging lightning bolts in Final Fantasy X. It just, I can't, I can't Dude, do it. Boy, yeah. Um, but got into that, uh, and like rediscovering it, like, I'm so happy that like, to some extent we are seeing a return to form of this, no Mario and Luigi, no paper Mario, this, mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. like the, the bananas bullshit character design of like yeah. Donkey Kong in chains or like a fucking weird ass battle toads looking, uh, character, like just the wacky character design of Super Mario yeah. RPG. And I'm personally really liking the look. Everybody says that a lot of the drip uh, of Super Mario RPG, and even then, 
Like the those pre rendered graphics do not age well on digital mm-hmm. displays, but sure. I I'm digging the remake. Yeah, it looks, uh, as far it looks as the way clean. it looks. Absolutely. Uh, and then finally, Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure we've all been playing it. Um, I bounced off of it really hard. I man. bounced off of it really hard too. The, the the building got to a point where like I know I can eventually like power through, pay my toll, and like once I do like the introductory stuff, it'll let me kind of go do my own thing. It's just the there's too much emphasis on the building where I'm like I I don't don't want that I I really don't I I enjoy it but yeah here's what I like and I mentioned it only so I could include this grape and okay. this is my biggest grape because sure. it like the entire vibe of the game from the start marketing and all was just overwhelming sense of freedom like we challenge you to break mm-hmm. our game mm-hmm. and yet. It's still so linearly paced. I got so fucking frustrated because mm. uh, my big thing, like any open world game, I seek out the towers that open up the map. I did that mm, in Breath right. of the Wild. I'll do that in Assassin's Creed. So I immediately went to work on doing that here, um, doing the first one I saw, which was just an easy, like, clear an enemy camp. I could not get this fucking tower to do anything. I was getting so frustrated. Until I found out that I have to do a mandatory story mission to tutorialize and introduce the concept of activating mm-hmm. towers. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that is so fucking stupid. If you were already, like, you might as well just steer me. Like, like, and, like who's going to who's gonna play Tears of the Kingdom that didn't already play Breath of the Wild? Like, I don't, I don't think that's a thing. I mean, right. if it is, then, then shame on me. But I don't think that's... I mean, I think the big hook is the fact that it does. It's the best way to transition until you open up more of the building transition okay. between the the sky world and the surface world, mm-hmm. um, because it launches you into the sky world. Then you have to descend downward. Right. But just unlocking that and not realizing that I had to, it just it really mm-hmm. puts such a chap in my hide because I'm like, I just want to fuck around and do things. And like, I yeah. I haven't even unlocked the batteries in the chasms yet. And I'm gonna, but I'm so enamored with wanting to explore and do so with, I will say I've, I've already completed a bunch of satisfying shrines that really build on the wacky physics and just totally broken the game, uh, between that and like the, uh, the tablet powers of being able to ascend like things that you do not think you could ascend. I'm having my fun with it, but again, because like, I cannot break it at the pace that I wanted to, and I'm still subject to doing some other stuff. Like I, I, I also bounced off of it, but I am going to go back. Okay. But I figured I'd mention that. I'm just wondering, did anybody else encounter like, like weirdly being slapped on training wheels when like you're already going downhill? I think. I mean, no, like I said, I, no, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm just playing like introductory stuff, and I'm so already off put by it that I don't. Like I just didn't want to proceed anymore, but I I will have to power through, and then hopefully it'll open up to the game I want it to be. But for right now, it's not really there. Gotcha. Yeah. Any any thoughts from you, John? Before we conclude, did you? Yeah, my my friends had played it, but I hadn't yet. Um, but their their opinions were, you know, getting stuck on Tutorial Island was what I heard a little bit there. Well, there you go. See, yeah, that's that's kind of oh, where yeah. I'm at too. There are some people that are still there. Yeah, <laughs> they're, not, they're we're, still we're there. Not, yeah, we're never going like to make lost, it. man. We're just we're, we're stuck on the island. It, 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 no, it's just like Lost because eventually we got to go back. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck do you mean? We gotta go back. Uh, I worked so hard uh, to leave that island. Oh. All right. Well, with that, 
said, I believe we've come to the end of our not E3 episode. So episode end. Yep. All right. If you enjoyed listening to the not E3 edition of Press Pause Radio episode 147, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast directory because chances are we're fucking there. Mm-hmm. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple. We are on Stitcher. Uh, the only one we're not, and I've been putting this off for years, and if you know the show, you I'm sorry. Just It's, it's I, the running gag, but it's okay. We like it. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. We'll, we'll eventually get everything situated on SoundCloud. That That is the hope. It's just, again, it's a matter of money and time that I am finding myself in shorter supply of. Mm. Um, but... Uh, I am planning, I think I want to just do that all within a big uh, drop along with the YouTube playlist. And again, that's going to accompany our new emphasis on video features, which we've been putting a lot of investment on production-wise behind the scenes. Uh, I still have yet to uh, like get the recording going for some of the Sin and Punishment uh, series that we want to do, but... Uh, Andrew and I have been kind of definitely tossing around the idea of doing limelights for AEW Fight Forever and kind of like, again, exploring more of that, uh, maybe as a house show sub feature with Suplexel. Who knows? Yep. There's there's a ton of stuff going on there. A lot of uh, Steam stuff, too, that we're talking about with uh, maybe some more community driven stuff with our uh, our Steam page. Absolutely. Our, 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 yeah, with our curator stuff, we're trying to really utilize that more, too. The Summer Games Fest, absolutely. Uh, Andrew threw so many suggestions that I of games I have not even seen uh, or uh, got a lot of exposure to that I'm super excited. I've downloaded all the demos while I could have and definitely want to do a feature on that and kind of touch base on that. Uh, Buck, we might even convince Andrew to fuck around with his play date a little bit more. Cause, oh, man, my God. I, dude, if I can get away to get that, like, output somehow i don't know how i would do that but i've been i've been playing my playdate quite a bit i actually uh have been really enjoying it it's a nice little portable thing for me to have but i don't know how you output that thing onto a stream uh i think you connect it through like a web browser extension it's weird the, the i know i I, I know i know the catalog the catalog's through a web extension you can get on like the website huh yeah i don't know i'll have to look into that we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that right but uh, we've got down, we've got that down the pipeline. I'm going to Japan, and mm-hmm. I'm going to be coming back with some goodies. And by the time I come back from Japan, that is the timeline for everything to be complete. As we stand now, the only thing that remains is a 3DO RGB mod that has already been scheduled and coordinated. Uh, my Virtual Boy Consolizer is being built as we speak officially, and they're like I've already been sending a lot of the prints to the boys. It's just getting that diecast is getting a nice resin print with uh, some of the prints that have been made available from other consoleizer efforts. My fucking Bally Astrocade got that S video kit successfully done. Uh, I got lucky with one of the few vendors of this stupid nonsensical ass console. Uh, and then my PCFX and my Neo Geo CD have gotten their remaining refurbishments. So we will have a bunch of machines that can produce any sort of video stream or recording uh, across 65 different consoles. And I've got flash uh, options for uh, just about all of them except for the SG-1000. But I do have a multi-cart that I'm kind of eyeing. And luckily, SG-1000 games are 
for the most part, fairly cheap. So mm-hmm. lots of fucking possibilities there. Hopefully we can get John to come back and do a lots of bullshit uh, with that. Please explain to me all those numbers that he just said, because I don't know uh, what any of those are. So uh, it, I'd love for you to come back and explain those to me. Nice. Well, uh, John, and I know you, you kind of did the um, the explanation of the little preamble of uh, where you're from and what you do. But just in case, uh, you know, our listeners have a short attention span, they do. Uh, mm-hmm. can, can you go ahead and tell us uh, where we can find you again? Uh, right now, I'm just doing things with my friends uh, over on twitch.tv slash friends. So that's uh, our little show where we, we like to play old school RPGs and, and have fun with them. Uh, usually five people on the show at a time. I am excited to check that out more and, and totally Same. get in on it. Um and then, yes, you can find us at uh, twitch.tv slash radio, youtube.com forward slash the PPR broadcast, uh, and pressposradio.com, where you can find not only uh, all of our podcasts, but written features and reviews and video features. Currently finding the time to pen the next chapter for my Sega Saturn feature, uh, mm-hmm. because we have just crossed the uh, 20, I believe, 8th? Uh, anniversary of it so every year I add on to this chronological gotta revisit uh, till 30 yeah yeah gotta okay. gotta get to it and also uh, would love to do a proper review of 16 and fight forever and uh, maybe also Sonic Origins Plus mm-hmm. kind of add on on that late to the party we've also got some late to the parties as well yeah. but either way tons of fun stuff to find on our website we hope you guys uh, enjoy. Uh, stay tuned for a house show that Andrew and I are going to plan uh, where we're going to talk about some stuff. Maybe I would love to talk about Forbidden Kingdom. I, I think that's topical enough uh, where we're, we're still in that time frame and mindset. It had some fucking memorable matches. Uh, I've been showing everyone the Tiger Driver 91 spot and losing my mind. I still I don't know how he's not dead. I do not know how he's not dead. He just, he just, he just takes bumps like a crazy person. Uh, it's that in and of itself, like merits a giant discussion. Like, but I digress. Would love to uh, just talk Forbidden Kingdom as well as kind of go on some of the other topics we've teased about. And it's been a while since we've done a house show. So right, right. With that being said, thank you all. Oh, and he's busy at work, uh, but please. Uh, subscribe to the Tetrician. Ed is uh, kind of relaunching a new video feature uh, in his presence where he's going to cover a ton of different uh, Tetris entries, the minutia, the history, and overall puzzle games and their place in uh, the video game Zeitgeist. So would love, love, love for y'all to check that out. It's an exciting new project that I cannot wait to uh, see what he puts together. Wait, dude, are, are we going to do our outros proper? This is George. I don't know. Jacks. I know. Yeah, we got. We kind of like lost the uh, floor yeah. there. Yeah, the, are we doing sign offs anymore? Is that a thing? This is George Boy's axe, and it's been a while since we've done this. It's just fuck. <laughs> We're out of practice. This is toast, and I'm taking sexy chocobo and adding it to my banished words list. Sorry about that, everyone. <laughs>
Oh, John said, "Fuck it." John said, yeah, "Fuck okay. it." He, I like he, he, he signed John, off. Like, He's done. John, John's outro is saying, "I'm done." I mean, I'm out of here, guys. Thanks for having <laughs> me. I appreciate you guys hey. bringing me on the show, and uh, it's been entertaining. Appreciate. It. Thanks for being here. Appreciate no you. Problem.